This is Alex Kona, and you are listening to another episode of the Go To Market Mastery Podcast. In today's episode, we are talking about everything you need to know about digital sales rooms with our guest, the co-founder of Emlen, Mark Giving. Enjoy. If you can't learn how to close, you better start thinking about another career. And I am deadly serious about that. The reason for the call today, John, is something just came across my desk, John. It is perhaps the best thing I've seen in the last six months. If you have 60 seconds, I'd like to share the idea with you. Hello, Mark. Hi, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Um, really, really cool that you said yes. I think uh, we got introduced to each other last week and now we're sitting here uh, three days, four days, five days after uh, doing a podcast about digital sales rooms, uh, which is really cool. And we already had an interesting pre-podcast chat about uh, football. So um, <laughs> yeah. before you introduce yourself, what would you say are um, similarities in football and in sales? Um, I guess, I mean, I always have been, if it comes to, to, to playing soccer, like, I guess you need to be highly, highly motivated. I mean, on a, on a daily basis, uh, if it comes, uh, let's say playing on the pitch, uh, but also if it comes to practicing, so I guess being persistent, uh, yeah, I mean, also, uh, aiming to become better, I guess there are a lot of similarities if it comes to sports, I guess in general, but also, uh, if you're, if you're working in sales, if it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, cool. Um, like I said, um, pleasure to have you here. And as always in the go to market mastery podcast, we start with an introduction round and it would be great if you could tell us a bit more about yourself and what you do at Emlyn. Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, thanks again, Alexander. Um, I mean, thank you for having me. I guess uh, that's the that's the right uh, way how to say it. So yeah, hello everyone. My name is Mark. Uh, so I'm one of the three co-founders of Emlyn, and uh, at Emlyn, I'm mainly responsible for our whole GTM team. And um, before I started Emlyn, um, I co-founded another company uh, back in 2014 in the event technology space. Uh, company. Uh, still exists and there uh, i was also um, more or less responsible for for uh, the gtm unit um, so therefore yeah my background to be honest is not coming from a from a gtm background so i um, officially graduated in, in event management um, so obviously yeah you have some some things to do there if it comes to say it's marketing sponsoring and so on but uh, yeah by founding my first company i came into this gtm let's say path Really, really cool. Yeah, amazing. Um, and would you also tell us, um, because I know you founded Emlen, I think, 2020 during their lockdown. Um, why have you founded Emlen? Yeah, I mean, perhaps why we have been founding Emlen, perhaps let's start, what is Emlen about? Um, so that the yeah, sorry. listeners um, know, I guess it makes sense. So, I mean, we are a buy enablement platform that um, facilitates the exchange of valuable content and the collaboration between seller and buyer. So empowering them to make better decisions during their interactions. So coming back to your question, I mean, short answer, selling is hard, but buying is harder. Um, I mean, to give you a bit more context, um, I mean, as I mentioned, um, we already founded um, a startup back in 2014 and therefore also purchased um, many services and software. But to be honest, it was always associated with a lot of friction 
and simple, not a nice experience, um, which we are actually used to from the B2C context and also expect. So from a selling perspective, uh, deals end up in close loss because of the reasons I just mentioned. And obvious, um, we also had noticed that during the pandemic, um, sales and how you communicate with prospects, buyers, customers, and so on, will shift to the digital world. So we saw a great opportunity to, to start Emlyn there and position ourselves here um, as the pioneers if it comes to, to digital sales uh, or buy enablement uh, with Emlyn. Really cool. And how did you meet your co-founders? Um, I mean... My co-founders I already knew from the from the previous venture. So Max and I we we founded um, the company back in 2014, and then at some 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 point where we have been scaling, um, we we hired Christian um, as our CTO, um, like in the previous company, and this is also now the founding team. So Max, Christian, and I uh, founded um, then back uh, I guess in October 2020. Um, so in the midst of the pandemic, as you mentioned, um, Emlyn. So therefore, um, yeah, we already um, knew each other for for quite quite uh, some time yeah i think that's really important also when when founding a company that you have a constellation that already has been proving to be work uh working um and i think that's sure. like crucial thing uh, because you know i think 99 of all founding teams uh when it's like co for co-founders um somebody's always leaving i think and yeah, I... uh, <laughs> yeah. cool yeah, cool. Yeah, but today the topic um, is not founding teams; it's digital sales <laughs> rooms. Yeah? Um, yeah, and I think I have the perfect person to um, talk to um, when yeah talking about digital sales rooms. And to be honest, I didn't know what a digital sales room was before I get got introduced to you um, uh, myself. So it yeah. would be great if we start by just you telling us what is a digital sales room. Yeah, I mean it's a good question. So um, I can only speak for myself or ourselves. So from 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 my perspective, um, it is the interface between seller and buyer. So where all the communication is streamlined from the first, let's say, initial touch point to the closing of the deal and even beyond. So you have to think of it as a virtual space, which we call, by the way, destination here at Emlyn. So where you can, for example, share sales content in a beautiful manner, where you can collaborate, uh, where you can communicate and where you can close the deal digitally. I guess that would be some sort of my definition. What is a digital sales room is about? And as you already mentioned, I mean, it's a quiet new space. So it's a hot hot topic um, currently. You see almost on a weekly basis, some new players are popping up globally um which is which is nice to see mm -hmm. and um maybe you said you share content you mean you share content among your own team and how does how does this work exactly or to your buyers um, yeah i mean uh, from a seller perspective um i mean if it comes to more or less complex uh sales processes i guess you share a lot of content um among the journey um so often how you currently do it is probably you 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 have links, multiple links in your email, or you have attachments uh, which you share with your prospects or buyers in general. And now, I mean, as I mentioned, you can all do this in one space uh, in a much more, let's say, interactive and engaging way. So think of it as binging through content as you um, do it on streaming platforms, for example. So it's a much more convenient from a buyer's perspective, but also your buyers can, for example, share content there. So especially if it comes to later stages, so really bottom of the funnel, they can, for example, upload an NDA or vendor listening, which needs to be filled out by the selling org. So everything 
which kind of like um, accelerates, let's say, the sales process from both ends can be shared, let's say, in a, in a digital um, sales room. Okay, so can I imagine this a digital sales room as a, like a common spreadsheet or a common landing page that is basically designed for both sides? So both persons or bo both buyer and, and, and seller can interact and commonly like work out the deal, for example, like a, a mutual action plan that is yeah, like... I on a page. Yeah, I mean, as I mentioned, so content, I mean, is one one uh, component of it, but obviously there's much more. So, I mean, um, there are less deals or not a lot of deals in the world which are purely just closed by sharing or exchanging content, right? So, as I mentioned, there is this communication, the collaboration aspect, and so on. But you got it right. I mean, from a technical point of view, you would probably describe it as a microsite where we at Emlin really try to come up with this app let's say, um, feeling, so which you're really used to if it comes to using B2C um, um, applications. So it should be really easy, really frictionless to make use of it. So I guess um, you can't build like a digital estate zoom out of a spreadsheet um, or out of a landing page, I would say. Um, so it's more really advanced microsites or or. I mean, we call it the app, right? So um, where the seller and buyer meet. So I guess it's much more and also much more included than just the sales, sales content component. Yeah, mm -hmm. that, is, that is really interesting. And would you say, for example, these, these big sales orgs, for example, a Google or a MongoDB, yeah, they have their like really, really own style of selling and also like, um, yeah, interacting with their prospects and, and buyers. Would you say like, Emlen or digital sales rooms in general, mm. um, you have to like build your sales process around a digital sales room or change it? Or is it just like something where you say, okay, you implement this and then you have a way, way more smooth process and it adapts to your process? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I guess, I mean, for now, it more adapts to your to your to your process i mean as you mentioned there have been a lot of sales organizations out there for 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 uh, tens of years or hundreds of years um so therefore they have probably also a working process um, in place but as let's say the buyer's expectations they kind of like switched right so i mean there are some clear statistics that plus 80 percentage they now expect more a b2c like experience as we used to right so by 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 binging through content by purchasing let's say um and products and so on um so i guess it needs some sort of adoption so um and this is also how we try to educate or how we try to convince our clients no you don't need to change everything um so what you already have in place and especially not the things who are working but now especially if it comes to the experience which is and will be a unique differentiator from your competition you need to start thinking of okay Why should I not, let's say, um, include something like a digital state zone? Because it streamlines, let's say, the overall communication with your buyers much better than probably your current process, right? And this is getting way more important than probably uh, years back. Because now the millennials, the Gen Z, they're taking over, let's say, um, the, the, um, and the B2B um, purchase and decision maker um, 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 positions. Yeah, absolutely. And um, you, you, you just mentioned it, like, you, you know, buyers, they want to like they want to do like their discovery themselves like make research themselves a lot and i think i can imagine like how how a digital sales room can help with this but could you like tell me specific a specific use case where you would say hey this is like these are like three four things or three four things that we commonly see or hear in in sales conversation conversations that emlin or 
digital sales rooms in general make way, way easier. For example, I think of, hey, send me a case study. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's the question more regarding, let's say, so what is the ROI or so? I mean, no, it's not, not, not about the yeah. ROI in particular, but just examples of um, how could you like better or, or improve like steps or questions or oh, objections sure. in, in a sales process that you have commonly, for example, like, could you send me a case study or a, a customer example um, yeah. with Emlyn or what, and what are these? Yeah. I mean, let's say the, the main use cases and where also Emlyn um, has been coming from is really from mid to bottom of the funnel, right? So whenever you have, let's say, more or less a qualified prospect, so let's say in the B2B SaaS world, you would probably say um, SQL or say it's accepted lead, or if it comes to more the IT consultancy industry, you probably have the setting calls or need analysis. After this, uh, I mean, uh, make use of a digital sales room makes totally sense because there, let's say the content sharing, the collaboration, where you also invite multiple stakeholders and which are involved in the deal, um, and also the communication um, plays a bigger role than more top of the funnel, right? And um, I guess we need to um, differentiate um, a bit between, let's say, also short-term things. So directly after, let's say, the use of a digital sales room and mid and long-term things. So actually, uh, I guess you have a lot of benefits um, from, from day one by implementing something like a digital sales room. So first of all, I would say it's a super nice individual buyer experience. And as I mentioned, experience is often underestimated, especially in the Dach region. So actually out of, uh, eight out of 10 customers state that the experience they, they have during their buyer's journey is at least as important as the actual product or service you offer. So it's a unique differentiator compared to the competition. Um, at second, I guess you 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 kind of like standardized your, your communication process. And this is also a use case. I mean, say it's content management is a use case. I mean, at, at, at Edmund, a core use case. So you get more structure um, into your process. You're more productive um, and more effective in your daily doing or in your daily business. And at third, um, I mean, you gain important insights uh, about buying interest or not, right? Which is also as equal as important. So it's often forgotten, especially in the Dach region. So that means you can focus much better um, on the deals um, that are more likely to close and have more buying interest. And then, I mean, also towards your question, um, the mid and long-term, um, let's say we can also come up with some hardcore KPIs or call it whatever. So I can only speak for us and what our customers report. So out of these use cases, so by say it's content management, say it's content distribution, deprioritization, um, the question is often we get also from clients, hey, but how can you determine or how can you, can you make this also visible in my overall sales process? So what really became better? Um, so at first I want to mention here, so the improved conversion rates and win rates. So uh, I guess in some cases up to 25% compared to without the use of a digital sales room, which is very significant. So I was uh, positively shocked uh, when I heard this for the first time from our clients. And I mean, at second, I guess it's pretty obvious. So you can significantly shorten sales cycles. So in some cases, customers can halve sales cycles with the use of a digital sales room, especially when selling to mid-market or enterprise. This is, of course, a very strong argument. So all in all, I would say um, it pays off in terms of improved sales velocity, or in other words, it can help with the 
one million dollar question so that we all ask ourselves as sales leaders so how can i maximize revenue per per sales rep so i mix now a little bit let's say the use cases with uh, probably the benefits but i hope i could answer uh, i mean your question yeah really cool and you you just mentioned it like mid-market and enterprise is like something you you um yeah you would say that it helps a lot with um are there any specific like industries or um like very complex deals or high tech um hmm. where you have seen that it's especially uh, a digital sales room gives you an edge over using like nah. common sales nah. process I mean, good question. So I believe uh, the technology has the potential to be used in every B2B sales department, to be honest. Um, but there's, um, I mean, this is also, by the way, backed by by statistics of Gartner and so on, but I don't want to dive into details here. So currently, however, um, it is the case that the justification um, for the use is, is, is highest for products that require a lot of explanation and they have a complex sales process. So this means that especially in the IT and service and consultancy sector or in the enterprise um, software segment uh, where I have a lot of document exchange and several stakeholders are involved, there is a very clear added value and it's pretty obvious. But imagine also, for example, to look at it from another point of view. Um, Let's imagine I'm this typical SaaS startup, so hoping to have short sales cycles and may not have um, a super high ACV and uh, I, I got a straightforward product. Again, also there, and this is also what, what, what our clients tell us, I'm a digital salesman can standardize the process to the customer tremendously. That means uh, giving the potential customer all the information they need to make a decision. So I may not want to talk to him at all because as um, the things I mentioned, so, so not a high ACV, for example, but maybe just answer short questions quickly and try to get or try to force a decision quickly. So it all helps your champion to take the steps on their own. So, and I think that pays off very positively on your customer acquisition costs and so on, for example. So to sum it up, I guess in the IT service consultancy segment i guess it's a no-brainer if you were to ask me to to start thinking or to implement something like a digital sales room but we also see now more and more traction from this more standardized SaaS, let's say products so um these are currently i guess the, the the industries at least we are we are focusing on and and we are in yeah really really interesting um and i absolutely think that um yeah it would definitely give you edges over like using using a normal um i would say yeah normal um process but um in terms of roi like do you know um on average what is the return on investment on this yeah i mean we have an roi calculator which we also share with our clients i mean post post deal but obviously also we have some qbrs implemented where we then check in with our clients hey what we all expected or assumed um is it really happening? So I think um, I already mentioned some KPIs. So regarding the return on investment, uh, I guess before. So I mean, shorter sales cycles, better conversion rates, win rates. Um, if you use it more in the pre-sales process, where we also have a lot of clients that might be more qualified, uh, let's say, meeting. So it's all about, let's say, improving your sales velocity. And it's actually very simple, to be honest. So since we connect to the to the, to the CRM, so you can attach a digital sales room to a deal in your CRM and thus track exactly how it goes through the individual stages and uh, with which revenue it ends up, for example, in closed one. 
for example, right? So which is really powerful. And we have many customers, for example, um, who split their sales team, for example. So five reps without Emlyn and five reps with Emlyn over a certain period of time. And then you can compare the difference and the performance very accurately, right? And I guess this is also something I would highly recommend or we also highly recommend if we do, for example, proof of concept. So there you can really see the difference with and without Emlyn. So um, from our point of view, by having the CRM integrations uh, ready, uh, it's quite obvious and the clients can almost measure by themselves, um, let's say the impact um, something like Emlyn has on their on their daily doing or on their overall sales philosophy. Really cool. And when would you say a company should implement it? Because I'm talking <clears> like, you know, every founder, the first question is, oh, what, yeah. <laughs> what tools do I need? Um, yeah. And as they, you know, start to do outbound uh, before you think about <laughs> tools, so your phone and like some um, phone numbers. But um, I've never heard digital sales room in this tool discussion um, nah. would you say i mean still yeah yeah would, would you say that um it every startup should it should have it from day one with like an an, an lead gen tool no to be honest i'm also honest here i guess there are other tools as i mentioned for example crm um which in, which needs to be implemented <clears throat> let's say at first um yeah besides some some other basic stuff um, i probably don't want to dive um, into this so i mean what we are focusing on and targeting is really you have some sort of a majority so you understood some things are working out um, already you have some sort of a process i mentioned at the beginning your um so you don't need to rebuild your process uh, a digital state so Elon adapts to your current process and is more seen on top as what is currently working and can let's say um, improve improve from there so um, i would definitely recommend that you at least have some sort of marketing and sales hires so probably three to five reps so um, and this happens when you understood a little bit what is working hopefully and what is not working so far and i guess there we see let's say the the best usage um, obviously um I mean, I can only speak for, for ourselves. I mean, we have user price, uh, sorry, um, user-based um, pricing. So you can also start with one license if you want. We also have some founders, they use it. But um, to be honest, we are more focusing on really GTM or revenue orgs, which already have some something in place. So, but yeah, yeah I mean, this is only just our opinion or our, our, our focus. That doesn't mean... As I mentioned, it could be implemented if you have one web. For example, we also have large clients like um, like like enterprise clients. They they use ML with plus 100 reps, so they are already in a really let's say scaling scaling um, phase, which is which is also um, really mm. nice to see. And uh, how does the integration work with like CRMs or or ERPs, and how <laughs> are are the sales rooms like? Um, working together kind of with, with CRMs? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's plug and play. So there's no IT, let's say, um, <laughs> or, or project ma <laughs> management um, required from there, um, at least at Emlyn. Um, I mean, the way how it works, um, I mean, really basic. I mean, whenever you create a digital sales room, let's say in Emlyn, um, you have your contacts at your fingertips. So I mean, obviously the contacts, the prospects you have in your CRM. And then also if it comes to analytics, to the intelligence part, we push the data back let's say um, to your CRM that you don't start working in data silos so you get the holistic view on the whole customer or buyer's journey I guess which is really really important because beside Emlyn I mean or digital sales room you might have different touch points right so you might still have an email you might have an on-site meeting you might have a call and so on and so on but we full back this data and I mean this is the way um, how it works for now and what we are currently launching is like 
um, or sorry, and we are already natively in HubSpot and Salesforce. So you can create, um, let's say, the digital sales rooms um, right away from your CRM. So it makes you even more productive and efficient. So you can literally create it within a couple of seconds, which is pretty nice um, to see. And uh, I don't want to, uh, how can I say, um, tell um, so much, but currently we're working on something um, which goes far beyond by just this contact and analytics thing. So we really give you some sort of a win certainty by um, combining the data you have in your CRM and the data MNS combining. So really some sort of revenue intelligence, which is really, really powerful. Yeah, cool. Really, really, really cool. And uh, yeah, I think it was like a sales, uh, sales discovery call for you because you <laughs> Obviously, probably needed to um, handle some objections from me uh, regarding regarding MLN um, and digital sales rooms in general. But I think that's really important um, and sure. um, really cool and really Im interesting also to hear um, where people have like um, yeah another leverage to like um, improve their bottom funnel. So um, I think exactly. really cool alternative and um, yeah, but. I would like also like um, one one part is like a digital sales room on your product, but another part is like growing it, yeah. Um, and of course, you are kind of a, a serial entrepreneur. Um, and even though you're not out of the go-to-market function direct, um, it would be very very interesting um, in telling us a bit more. Uh, what is your key growth engine at Emlen? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, uh, thanks, but I would not call me, I'm a civil, I'm entrepreneur, but I know what you mean. Um, but yeah, um, so I guess it's a good question. So, I mean, perhaps I need to start there. So, I mean, one of my biggest learnings um, is now um, by by almost doing this for, for, for plus 10 years is that you really have to have a very clear focus from the beginning on which customers you want to reach and close and how. And that means very clearly defining the market. So um, ICP, so the buyer persona, the user persona, some geographic aspects and so on and so on, right? And so this helps very well to, to recognize recurring patterns. And I guess this is super important. So problems these customers have, so reasons why they, why they like your product or why not, um, reasons why they close, um, our eye reasons, et cetera, et cetera. So if you shoot, let's say again, I guess this is the way how you how you say it um, um, in English around. Uh, so talking to everyone and everything, and then I guess this is almost impossible and thus makes it very difficult. So not impossible, but it's difficult. So focus, 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 that helps us um, um, to really to really have the growth we, we want to have. So, I mean, your whole GTM team, so marketing knows to whom and how to market or how to message. I mean, message market fit, is, it's, 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 it's even harder than product market fit from my point of view, to be honest. Um, but then also sales knows um, to whom and how to close and also customer success, which is often forgotten, um, um, exactly knows how to make these clients happy and expand, let's say, um, um, and the business, right? So, and um, I guess this 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 is my or this is our secret sauce by really focusing, let's say, on 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 um, this specific ICP um, where Emlyn works the best for now, and then take it from there. What's the next logical, let's say, uh, ICP market, and so on and so on. By the way, ICP is a never-ending story, but yeah. I guess um, at it's some so point important. you need to. It's so important. Yeah, I, I mean, fine. So that would be my 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 yeah i mean little little tip here and i mean if it comes specifically um for the growth engine at emden and um, 
believe it or not, I mean, we are very outbound driven and have grown well over that. So we actually just, just did our first real marketing hire four weeks ago. Um, so it might be maybe a little bit surprising for you, but also for the listeners. And But we are not a PLG company or follow a PLG motion at the moment on purpose. So we are very sales-led and buyer-led, of course, at the same time. And um, by the way, one one does not inc- um, exclude the other. So uh, that was also for me a great learning um, as well. So we're really outbound driven. And I guess this is also a little bit the secret growth engine here at Emlyn because people don't pick up the phone anymore um, and so on and so on. We do that and it helps us really um, to also convince uh, larger clients, which is not that easy from a PLG motion. Yeah. And also, I think that you're very hands-on <clears throat> on this. So what I've seen now, um, <laughs> I don't know you too, too like well now, but... Yeah. Um, like I think always the first thing you do is when you text someone is like, hey, this is eminent, just take a look at it. Um, and one strategy you also hit me up with with an outbound message is um, you targeted everyone that's following Emlyn. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, which is cool. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm not sure if a lot of people are doing that. But for example, I mean, I guess we have now almost 3,000 followers. I mean, mainly coming from the marketing and sales, let's say, uh, spaces, which makes sense if you follow Emlyn, I mean, in general. So why not reaching out? And I mean, to be honest, I'm not directly pitching Emlyn, but I'm just, hey, I, for example, I mentioned, hey, I have seen you're following Emlyn. Um, are you curious about something specific or can I assist? I guess this is also the way how you should do it and not pitch directly, I mean, your product. So, um, but To come back to your question, yes, I mean, I love it. So um, it's still a little bit in my DNA, I would say. So I mean, at the beginning, um, so we have been founder-led, I guess, uh, also as most of the startups, and uh, I've been that guy here at Emlyn. Um, Now, to be honest, sometimes some experienced founders say to me, hey, Mark, uh, how can you still be doing this? You've got other things to worry about, right? Um, Possibly they are right. and I'm taking care of other things as well, as you can imagine. But I love being on the forefront. So opening new deals and still closing clients um, as well. Uh, I think it's really important to show also your team that it actually works. Look, it works. So you can do this too, right? So which is often forgotten. And I don't know if that will change as we grow. I honestly don't think so. Um, I guess there will be always uh, that part. Um, where I still um, yeah, love doing outbound and talk to potential prospects or just getting their opinions and so on and so on. So I'm really hands-on. Yes, you're right. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And also when you listen, for example, to Mark Benioff, I think every third word of him is like yeah. customer. Yeah, 80% yeah. <laughs> of my time I'm talking to customers, customers, customers. Um, yeah. And he's always like, he's a sales guy, you know, um, always have I guess been. customer obsessing uh, or being customer obsessed, I guess it's customer centric, yeah. buyer centric. I guess it's super important. And uh, I mean, if you're good in it or uh, you love doing it, I mean, why not? Right. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, but you are not bootstrapped. So you have like <clears throat> raised around, is that right? Yeah. So we wave two. Uh, sorry, we wave, uh, we've raised two rounds, uh, so pre-seed and seed um, for now, yes. Cool, yeah, really, really cool. <laughs> um, amazing. So I think another thing that's that's like really, really interesting is um, the future because an innovation sure. like, so a digital sales room as itself is, in my opinion, an innovation. So um, what do you see are beside digital sales room and maybe also what, beside AI affects a digital sales room um, are emerging trends and innovation in this field? Mm, 
Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. I mean, we are in this new buyer enablement space. And um, from our point of view, I mean, it's category building, even if some people had just read previously a blog post of someone who mentioned, hey, never ever go into category building, or you might not do category building. I guess what we are working on, not only Emlyn, also other other companies around the world is category building. And I guess it's a good thing. Um, but what I think and what you see a lot right now, I guess, in this enablement space in general is also uh, product demo experiences or clickable demos. Uh, so uh, I guess even mostly uh, in the top of the funnel space, so more marketing triggered because there's a lot of PLG motion probably around your products. So how can I demo my SaaS product quickly and easily? I guess that's a little bit the, the idea behind it. I'm honestly a little bit torn on that um, because people say at one side, hey, don't show me features in a demo. And a lot of these tools have focus on that from my perspective. So a little contradictory or sorry i'm um, contradictory um, i mean for me so was denn nur i would say um, i mean in german um so but um i guess you can see with a lot of sales enablement players also um that this uh, buyer experience or enablement aspect is becoming more and more important so also first acquisitions are are, are also being made and yes um i guess that 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 shows very nicely and uh, i mean how important this is and will be in the future so i mean the space we are in is definitely i mean future proof um, how can AI contribute or does AI play a big role here? Um, of course, I would say AI also plays a, a role here. Um, so, I mean, the questions we have also on our, on our end here, so how can I make the experience even smoother without manually triggering or guessing things? Um, how can I make the experience even more individual and personal? And how can I probably also predict with a pretty clear probability whether the deal will be won or not, for example, based on interactions and engagement data. So I think this is this is where AI can support or will support and improve the quality even more um, in the near future. I guess it's not that far away, to be honest. Yeah, I also think so. And I think um, where, where you would have a big edge is room, you know, digital sales <laughs> room. So VR um, is, I think, emerging with like Apple Vision Pro. <laughs> And yeah, maybe but buyer and seller will meet in a virtual room that is designed by Emlyn with all the information <laughs> left and right. Um, so I think, yeah, it, definitely future-proof. Um, yeah. And um, yeah, an interesting interesting um, tool that you're, that you're building yeah. or already have built. Thanks. But I mean, you're right, um, to be honest. I mean, if it comes to this... Um we are or also augmented reality. Um, to be honest, I have not yet dealt with this so much. But yes, of course, um, I guess you should also. So, but look, for example, 15 or 20 years ago, I mean, no one thought that you wouldn't have to go to the car dealership anymore, right? So now you can configure and buy your own um, e-car, let's say, online in a few minutes. And I guess in the future, maybe you will be even able to test drive it with VR or augmented yeah. reality, right? So, I mean, I have no clue. And of course, this should be also addressed in the B2B context and um, will do so um, in due course. I'm, I'm quite sure about that. And obviously, um, this will be also something we need to, let's say, start thinking about because at the end, as you mentioned, I mean, seller and buyer, they just sit at their homes as we are doing now, having their virtual reality, let's say, glasses on and communicate through this, right? So how can a digital sales room um, visualize or being visualized there if it comes to the metaverse and so on and so on? It's quite yeah. interesting, and uh, I guess um, let's see what ha what's happening yeah. there. And I think uh, if it really happens, I will definitely use the clip with the previous minute where I said this and brag about it that I, I've told you all. Um, so. Yeah. <laughs>
that is like Let's see. A, sh a sure thing. Um, yeah. yeah, last question. Um, sure. What is your game plan for, for the next few, few months as a go-to-market leader? Um, I guess it's, it's, it's not that complex. I guess it's quite, quite, quite um, straightforward. I mean, we position ourselves as the pioneers in this space. So, I mean, we need to keep on working hard, keep on pushing, um, keep widening the wave also, which is currently happening, to be honest. I mean, a lot of things are going on uh, finally in this market. If you look two and a half of the years back, also if, um, or when we pitched Emlyn to, to partners, potential clients, or even VCs, uh, there was, uh, there have been three big question marks, um, um, let's say around their um, 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 heads, but now, um, yeah, almost on a daily basis, you can read, you can uh, uh, see that, that obviously organizations are using it. So, um, I mean, we need to do Oh, we need to continue to do a lot of education as I hope I was also able um, to do a little bit here um, today um, about why yeah. you can't really get around, I mean, the use of digital sales rooms anymore because um, I do believe it's not a hype. So so it's re reality and it's not just a nice to have tool. Uh, it becomes more and more a must have tool. And therefore, I mean, it's our job, as I mentioned, to be on the forefront, educate and and see um what what happens but i guess we are in the best position um with a lot of other companies now 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 to take this on and um yeah to keep on pushing i guess that's that's the game plan without diving into too much details yeah. absolutely thank you so much mark thank you alexander